Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. I'd like to say a quick thank you to Kind Brew Coffee for sponsoring this episode. Kind Brew Coffee is a business that is on a mission to make the world a better place with every cup of coffee you brew. Every purchase you make on Kind Brew's website comes with a simple promise. They donate a portion of every sale to a charity, often of your choice. This isn't something they do temporarily. This is part of the foundation of their business today and forever. It's quite simple how it works. Visit kindbrewcoffee.com, the words kind and brew, kindbrewcoffee.com. Check out their selection of decaf, espresso, light roast, you name it. And at checkout, simply comment your preferred charity of choice. Kind Brew will follow up with a receipt verifying their contribution from your order. It's a win-win. You get delicious coffee uh, and you do good for uh, the world around you and a cause that you care about. It's you using your buying power to consciously make a positive impact. And by the way, the coffee is delicious. I personally drank an espresso shot right before recording. When you visit kindbrewcoffee.com, make sure to use promo code ASMR for 15% off your purchase. And of course, you get free shipping as well within the United States, although they do ship worldwide. Kindbrewcoffee.com, promo code ASMR. Get that 15% off. Enjoy delicious coffee and contribute with an act of kindness. Thanks to Kind Brew Coffee, and now let's jump into this episode. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode we are reading the Wikipedia page for Jocelyn Bell Burnell. This series we call ASM Articles. We basically just pick a person, topic, event, whatever it may be, um, and we oh, excuse me, and we uh, learn about it together. So the idea is just to kind of uh, learn something new together, maybe bore you to uh, tears or to sleep, preferably to tears, and uh, get along with it, right? So. Um, so who's Jocelyn Bell Burnell? Uh, well, she um, she is still with us. She is an astrophysicist from Northern Ireland. Um, and I uh, thought I'd show some love uh, show some love to her since uh, she was one of the um, not recommended. I don't know what you call it on Wikipedia. It's just kind of like you click on on your language and then they kind of just give you a kind of breakdown of things that have happened that day and, and, uh, on this day, things that have happened and, you know, her name came up. So figured we could, uh, learn about her. So let's get into it. Dame Susan Jocelyn Bell Burnell. And listen to these distinctions. DBE, FRS, FRSE, FRAS, and then FINSTP. No idea what those mean. <clears throat> Born 15th of July, 1943, is an astrophysicist from Northern Ireland who, as a postgraduate student, discovered the first radio pulsars in 1967. She was credited with one of the most significant scientific achievements of the 20th century. She's a badass bee. The discovery was recognized by the award of the 1974 Nobel Prize in Physics. Though Bell was excluded from the recipients, despite having been the first to observe and precisely analyze the pulsars. Now, that's just wrong. 
The paper announcing the discovery of pulsars had five authors. Bell's thesis, super, Bell's thesis supervisor, Anthony Hewish, was listed first, Bell second. Hewish was awarded the Nobel Prize along with astronomer Martin Ryle. Many prom- prom- prominent astronomers, astro- astronomers yeah, criticized Bell's omission, as they should, including Sir Fred Hoyle. In 1977, Bell Burnell played down the controversy, saying, quote, I believe it would demean Nobel Prizes if they were awarded to research students except in very exceptional cases, and I do not believe this is one of them, end quote. The Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences, in its press, press release announcing the 1974 Nobel Prize in Physics, cited Ryle and Hewish for their pioneering work in radio astrophysics, with particular mention of Ryle's work on aperture synthesis technique and Hewish's dis- decisive role in the discovery of pulsars. So she got rot, folks. She served as president of the Royal Astronomical Society from 2002 to 2004, president of the Institute of Physics from October 2008 until October 2010, and was interim president following the death of her successor, Marshall Stoneham, in early 2011. She gave the whole of the 2.3 million, I think it's euro, I can never tell, maybe I'll do a ramble episode, I, can, I don't know the difference between these currency symbols a pound a quid of this 2.3 million something prize money uh which she was awarded in 2018 for the special breakthrough prize in fundamental physics to help women ethnic minority and refugee students become physics researchers education and early life jocelyn belburn Jocelyn Bell, excuse me, was born in Lurgan, Northern Ireland, to M. Allison and G. Philip Bell. Her father was an architect who had helped design the Armagh Planetarium, and during visits, she was encouraged by the staff to pursue astronomy professionally. Young Jocelyn also discovered her father's books on astronomy. She grew up in Lurgan and attended the prep department of Lurgan College from 1948 to 1956, where she, like other girls, was not permitted to study science until her parents and others protested against the school's policy. Previously, the girls' curriculum had included subjects as cooking and cross-stitching rather than science. She failed the 11-plus exam and her parents sent her to the Mount School, a Quaker girls' boarding school in York, England. There she was favorably impressed by her physics teacher, Mr. Tillett, and stated, you do not have to learn lots and lots of facts. You just learn a few key things, and then you can apply and build and develop from those. He was a really good teacher and showed me actually how easy physics was. Bell Burnell was a subject of the first part of the BBC Four three-part series, Beautiful Minds, directed by Jackie Farnham. Career and Research she graduated from the University of Glasgow. That's a terrible Scottish accent. With a Bachelor of Science degree in Natural Philosophy, Physics, with honors in 1965, and obtained a PhD uh, from the University of Cambridge in 69. At Cambridge, she attended New Hall, Cambridge, and worked with Hewish and others to construct the Interplanetary Scintillation Array to study quasars which had recently been discovered. 
This is all way over my head. In July 1967, she detected a bit of quote-unquote scruff on her chart record papers that tracked across the sky with the stars. She established that the signal was pulsing with great regularity at a rate of about one pulse every one and a third seconds. Temporarily dubbed Little Green Man, LGM-1, the source, now known as PSR B1919 plus 21, okay, was identified after several years as a rapidly rotating neutron star. This was later documented by the BBC Horizon series. She worked at the University of Southampton between 68 and 73, University College London from 74 to 82, and the Royal Observatory Edinburgh, Edinburgh, 82 to 91. From 1973 to 87, she was a tutor, consultant, examiner, and lecturer for the Open University. In 1986, she became the project manager for the James Clark Maxwell Telescope in Mauna Kea, Hawaii. Good for her. That's a fun, that must have been a fun trip. Uh, she was professor of physics in the Open University from 91 to 2001. She was also a visiting professor in Princeton in the United States and dean of science in the University of Bath from 2001 to 2004, and the president of the Royal Astronomical Society between 2002 and 2004. Bell Burnell is currently visiting professor of astrophysics in the University of Oxford and a fellow of Mansfield College. She was president of the Institute of Physics between 2008 and 2010. In February 2018, she was appointed chancellor at the, of the University of Dundee. In 2018, Bell Burnell visited Parks NSW, I'm not sure what that means, North Southwest, I don't know what that means, to deliver the keynote John Bolton to deliver the keynote John Bolton lecture at the CWAS Astrofest event, which I'm sure is a very riveting event if you're into that. In 2018, she was awarded the Special Breakthrough Prize in Fundamental Physics with $3 million or 2.3 million euros, quid, pounds, loots, boots, something. This is a real problem. I, I honestly, I'm. I honestly cannot tell you the difference between most currencies. I understand, obviously, U.S. dollars. That's about it. And I guess Canadian dollars, the same symbol. Um, Australian dollars, same thing, maybe. Uh, so she was um, awarded this prize for her discovery of radio pulsars. The special prize, in contrast to the regular annual prize, is not restricted to recent discoveries. She donated all the money to fund women, underrepresented ethnic minority, and refugee students to become physics researchers. The funds to be administered by the Institute of Physics. Institute of Physics. Nobel Prize controversy. That Bell did not receive recognition in the 1974 Nobel Prize in Physics has been a point of controversy ever since. She helped build the Interplanetary Scintillation Array over two years and initially noticed the anomaly, sometimes reviewing as much as 96 feet or 29 meters of paper data per night. Damn, that is brutal. Bell later claimed that she had to be persistent reporting the anomaly in the face of skepticism. From Hewish. Isn't skepticism spelled with a K? Isn't it S-K-E-P? Here on Wikipedia, they have it as S-C. 
is it spelled SC? Wouldn't that be septic? I'm a septic. In the face of skepticism from Hewish, who was initially insistent that it was due to interference and man-made. She spoke of meetings held by Hewish and Ryle, to which she was not invited. In 1977, she commented on the issue. Demarcation disputes between supervisor and student are always difficult, probably impossible to resolve. Secondly, it is a supervisor who has a final responsibility for the success or the failure of the project. We hear of cases where supervisor, super, supervisor, where a supervisor blames his student for a failure, but we know that it is largely the fault of the supervisor. It seems only fair to me that he should benefit from the successes too. Thirdly, I believe it would demean Nobel Prizes if they were awarded to research students, except in very exceptional cases, and I do not believe this is one of them. Finally, I am not myself upset about it. After all, I am in good company, am I not? Defer. Now we get into her awards. And Jocelyn Bell Burnell has received plenty of them, as well as honors. So awards. The Albert A. Mitchelson Medal of the Franklin Institute of Philadelphia. This was awarded in 1973 jointly with Dr. Hewish. The J. Robert Oppenheimer Memorial Prize from the Center of Theoretical Studies, University of Miami, 1978. Beatrice M. Tinsley Prize of the American Astronomical Society in 86. Herschel Medal of the Royal Astronomical Society in 89. Jansky Lectureship before the National Radio Astronomy Observatory in 95. Magellanic Premium of the American Philosophical Society of 2000. Elected a Fellow to the Royal Society, FRS, March 2003. Elected a... Elected a Fellow of the Royal Society of Edinburgh, FRSE, 2004. William E. Gordon and Elva Gordon Distinguished Lecturer at the Arecibo Observatory on June 27th, 06. The Grote Reber Medal at the General Assembly of the International Radio Science Union in Istanbul in 2011. The Royal Medal of the Royal Society, 2015. The Women of the Year Prudential Lifetime Achievement Award 2015, the Institute of Physics President's Medal 2017, Grand Medal of the French Academy of Sciences in 2018, and a Special Breakthrough Prize in Fundamental Physics 2018. And here I was proud about a participation trophy that I got when I was 14, which is obviously a joke. At that time, they, they weren't really handing out participation trophies. I guess a fairly recent phenomenon. Honors. In 1999, she was appointed the commander of the Order of the British Empire. That sounds like something uh, straight out of a Star Wars film. CBE is the acronym. For services to astronomy and promoted to Dame Commander of the Order of the British Empire in, 20, in 2007. Right, that does sound like something that you would hear. I, I can hear the music in the background. Doom, 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 doom. Commander of the Order of the British Empire. In February 2013, she was assessed as one of the 100 most powerful women in the UK by Women's Hour on BBC Radio 4. BBC Radio. In February 2014, she was elected president of the Royal Society of Edinburgh. Edinburgh. 
any listeners from from Edinburgh who can tell me exactly how to pronounce that? Is it Edinburgh, but just sort of abbreviated? Is it Edinburgh? Edinburgh? I can already hear listeners from uh, the area being like, this guy's such a twat. The first woman. Uh, let me restart from this this honor. In February 2014, she was elected to the president uh, of the Royal Society of Edinburgh, Edinburgh, the first woman to hold that office. She held the position from April 2014 to April 2018 when she was succeeded by Dame Anne Glover. So very fairly recently. Achieved a lot. Very impressive. Publications. Her publications include Burnell S. Jocelyn, 1989, Broken for Life, Swarthmore Lecturer, London, Quaker Home Service, ISBN 978-0-85245-222-6. second one is Riordan Maurice, Burnell S. Jocelyn, uh, and I guess it is titled Dark Matter, Poems of Space. It's quite romantic. Published in... Um, October on October twenty seventh, two thousand and eight. Personal life and non academic life. Bell Burnell is a house patron of Burnell House at Cambridge House Grammar School in Balimina. She has campaigned to improve the status and number of women in professional and academic posts in the fields of physics and astronomy. Quaker activities and beliefs. From her school days, she has been an active Quaker and served as clerk to the Sessions of Britain yearly meeting in 95, 96, and 97. She delivered a Swarthmore lecture under the title Broken for Life, at yearly meeting in Aberdeen on the 1st of August, 1989, and was a plenary speaker at the U.S. Friends General Conference gathering in 2000. She spoke of her personal religious history and beliefs in an interview with Joan Bakewell in 2006. There's so many conferences if you think about it, right? I mean, it's like there's... I have a friend recently that went to a conference that was specifically geared towards... Um, marketers but it was it was it was marketers based on on industry and not just industry but like their role so i think it was like graphic or or content like long form content marketers that work in healthcare or something like that or work in i, I forget exactly what he does he's explained to me you know four or five or six times and i i um don't quite understand what it is exactly. I know that the company he works for does something related to uh, uh, DNA testing or, or something like an ancestry. Or and yeah, they they sent him to a conference because he he does marketing for them. <clears throat> but it was something strange like that it was like SEO specifically long form content writing for long term success in healthcare something like that. I haven't asked him what the turnout was. Um, but I'll move on. This isn't a ramble episode after all. Bell Burnell served on the Quaker Peace and Social Witness Testimonies Committee, which produced Engaging with the Quaker Lecturer, which was published 
and a book entitled A Quaker Astronomer Reflects, Can a Scientist Also Be Religious? In which Bernal reflects about how cosmological knowledge can be related to what the Bible, Quakerism, or Christian faith states. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's quite a quite a deep. Uh, I quite like the title of that uh, that book, right? That published book, "A Quaker Astronomer Reflects." Um. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. I. Uh, I hadn't quite thought about that until until I just read that, right? Someone of faith, obviously, also being a scientist, you know, do they have to be mutually exclusive? No, they they probably don't have to be. But I wonder what part of her, um, I, I wonder what how much of her leans towards, you know, faith and science. I mean, again, someone in her position that is so accomplished in her field, um, yeah, I'm sure that's always a point of contention with her and, and uh, some of her peers, especially ones that aren't uh, as religious. Marriage. This is the last section from our very well-accomplished and dear friend Jocelyn Bell Burnell. In 1968, soon after her discovery, Bell married Martin Burnell. The couple divorced in 93, oh, after separating in 89. Her husband was a local officer, and his career took them to various parts of Britain. She worked part-time for many years while raising her son, Gavin Burnell, who is a member of the Condensed Matter Physics Group at the University of Leeds. There's, like, no other way, right? Like, you grew up in a house like that. Mom, what should I do? Uh, you're getting into physics, my, 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 my boy. Probably not. I don't actually know. Jocelyn Bell Burnell. That happens for a lot of uh, families. I have some Korean friends that the uh, sort of mysterious thing is like they're all dentists, but they'll tell you in privacy like, yeah, it's because my you know all of our parents just basically force us to become dentists. Not force us, but they they encourage us by that way. They strong arm them. Um, not sure what I'm rambling. I don't want to detract from Jocelyn Bell Burnell quite. Uh, Quite the accomplished individual. Um, really interesting stuff. It's always fun to um, learn and, and read about some of these individuals. Um, th- these exceptional cases of, of uh, accomplishments and, and uh, yeah, just people seemingly doing it all, you know, in, in their field and and uh, doing their best to promote some, some of their causes. So. That was it. That was, uh, uh, you did it. You, you made it past uh, another ASM article. If you have any suggestions in terms of, or any, uh, yeah, any suggestions in terms of who you'd like me to read next or an event, could be a band, could be a place, just email the show. Hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. Follow us, if you can, on Tingles, the very popular ASMR app. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and take care. Thanks again to Kind Brew Coffee for sponsoring this episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. If you're looking to try delicious coffee and impact a cause you care about, make sure to visit kindbrewcoffee.com and use promo code ASMR for 15% off your order. Kindbrewcoffee.com, promo code ASMR. Thanks again for listening.